Welcome to the Trade Portal, a C2C trade show. I am your host and gatekeeper, Todd Foster. Also, you can find me at FF underscore Banterman on the Twitter sphere. Love the banter. I honestly live by my name. Talk to me, people. I'm down. Now, I am super stoked to have this man on for my show as my first guest. He is a big deal in the Debbie community, but that's not why I'm stoked to have him on. He is legit my first true friend through Twitter, and I just love talking to this guy. Kevin Coleman, at the boys, underscore 22. How the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm happy to come on. And when you told me you were going to do this show, I, I said, this is awesome. Uh, you should do it. And um, and so I, I, I know I caught your your episodes that you've done. And so I'm just I'm just here for the ride. Like, and, and yes, I think it was funny. Like we started off really early together, just being friends, like just talking yep. ball. Um, and then um, and it's cool because that's the cool thing about this kind of stuff is like you become friends with all kinds of people all across the world, really. So there's some yep. people in my leagues that Australia, uh, we have a couple of leagues, like UK, especially. Um, so it, it's kind of cool to like, you know, that's that's the cool thing about fantasy football. I think the coolest thing about when we started talking was is the fact that you lived where DJU and Bryce Young were playing in high school. Yeah. I think that's when you and I, uh -huh. like, like, they were juniors, and I was like, that must be the coolest thing ever because I live in Massachusetts. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, we had A.J. Dillon at that point. But, um, like, long story short is it's like you and I talked to, like, it was great, man. It's, like, it's it's been legit, and I'm so proud of your success, man, and just keep grinding. So today's episode. We're going to be doing uh, a pickup essentially. So we're going to be putting up against the elite campus QBs, the ones with the highest ADP you're going to see in your campus startups, all right? And then we're going to put them against campus QBs because the whole point of the show, if you're just tuning in first, it's about trading from your campus week to your Canton week and going across. Yeah. Like everywhere you go under the sun, you're going to find an, ass like, an asset, a resource, of this, and a league evaluator for Dynasty. This isn't really, it's a lot more ambiguous about trading from your campus and over to your Canton. That's why I do the show because it's fun. I like ambiguous. I like different. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're going to get into this. So again, like I said, elite campus guys moving over, moving for a, for a Canton guy. It's a straight up offer. All right. You can explain what you would, what you would counter if it's close, because that's a good part of the conversation, yeah. you know, but essentially you, there could be only one and you must select one. But before we get into that, let's just have some thoughts on C2C QB trades. You know, essentially, we all know that in any format with this super flex or two QBs, QBs are the hardest to acquire. All right. And in campus, it's a huge gamble with QBs. You know, see yeah. Sam Howell, see DJU, see Spencer Radler, see Quinn Ewer. <laughs> you know we don't yeah. know that yet but the whole point is is that th there's a gamble in that so what do you think man like when you look about think about trading for a campus qb what's going through your head yeah and, and this it, this is challenging right and i and i think that you know for me and it, i'm kind of like a canton elitist if the, if you say it like that like i like to sure up my canton side for quarterbacks and so um, I, I really want those high end guys, those guys that I believe. So like in my rankings in my tier rankings too, like what I do is like, I have like essentially just, you know, tier rankings. I have them color coded cause I'm a teacher and we just color code things, um, of guys that I expect to be 
can't, you know, Canton NFL guys. And am I more comfortable drafting for those dudes? So like, I will go take a shot on like Aller, Drew Aller, maybe K Klubnik. He's kind of in a tweener category for me right now. Um, some of these other guys, maybe like a Jackson Arnold that I believe in, or the freshman quarterbacks, which can be very challenging to trade for. Um, so like, I tend to go after those guys. Now, I think the way to kind of go after camp, um, campus quarterbacks, if you want to win it on that side, the one experience I've had is like in the middle of the year when that team that's not going to win, they know they're really bad. If you have some assets that you can kind of ship them for like that high production quarterback that, that plays at, you know, San Jose State or wherever the hell you want them to play at, and you know they're going to get four or 500 yards, you know, um, Western Kentucky, Austin Reed, like these guys that you know can go produce. I do that. So there is a way to target those guys and kind of go get those middle, those high end production guys um, for less as the season progresses. But off season, you know how expensive these guys are because everybody thinks they're going to win, even when their team's not very good. So there's, there's, I don't think we talk enough about when the time period is to move and when they, because just like dynasties, it's the same thing. Campus and Canton is the same thing too. It's like when to move your pieces and when makes the most sense. 100%, man. And I also think when you're looking at a guy like a Kubernick, right? That's a guy we're trading for him during his last year's season. Yeah. His cost was much cheaper. But we all saw what was eventually going to come, you know? And yeah. DJU's transferring was a little surprising, but I also could have seen him go to the NFL draft. One way or the other, that guy was looking towards having his shot. So yeah. trading for him then. So I do think what makes it interesting in campuses is that you got your – your Bryce Youngs, your CJ Strouds, like the guys that were at the top that came out. It's trying to find your Anthony Richardsons. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes this side fun. So that's the other thing, too, is like where are the guys who are getting those sneaky values. You know what I mean? Like your Mac Joneses. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so like that's what we're talking about when it talks about trading for certain guys. You know what I mean? So like Kevin's right, though, too. It's like when you're also looking like looking for the campus side, like I would not be a guy looking to draft Austin Reed. You know what I mean? I would be looking at, I'm going to draft guys that if I'm looking to produce on the campus side, I will go after a Bo Nix, right? Who I know is going to produce, has some NFL mm -hmm. upside. I mean, I'm not a huge Bo Nix fan, but, you know, there's a possibility of capital there, right? Now, if I'm starting to get competitive, I get an injury, I'll go overpay for an Austin Reed later. Mm -hmm. So I love that point. That's a great point about trading from the campus side. And I do think, and, and I don't want to labor the point, you need to know who's in your leagues and what they do. So, like, especially with C2C, Devi's the same way. Like, you might like young. There's so many different strategies with Canvas Can that you, like, there's a guy in that league that just drafts CFF dudes. Like, you know it. There's right. just that dude that's just going to do it. So knowing, like, what he looks for in trades and values and quarterbacks is super important. Where, you know, there's a guy in your league that just doesn't care about the college side, just wants to win the NFL side. Because there's always guys like that. And they go more Debbie heavy on their C2C side. So knowing your league mates is really important, especially in this format, because of all the different trades and how they do that. Um, and, and just, I always say this, keep that spreadsheet open. If Todd makes a trade in a C2C league, I'm putting Todd's trade in there. So I know how he trades and what he looks for. And then I can kind of keep tabs on these guys. And I know he does it because in all the leagues that he's in with multiple people, probably in same, you know, same kind of concepts, he knows what these guys look for. He knows yep. what his co-host is looking for, whatever the case may be. Um, so that's also important when you look at trading, especially in these type of leagues. I just traded, I'm in a C2C startup right now. And, um, Justin Jefferson slipped to nine, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like the guy at nine. I go, 
oh, this guy loves Campus Capital. Yeah. So I moved my first and my second. And then for my Campus Capital, I mean, it's Justin Jefferson. You know what I mean? Yeah. So does that a bad trade for him? Of course not. You know what no. I mean? He got like a wheat like capital. But I'm also landing a guy that's my third overall uh, Superflex player. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I said that. Third overall. But like long story short is, is that like that's a guy that I'm in for the weeks with. Like I yes. know what his tendencies you know. are. Right. And then the other thing, too, is like, here's the other thing about I want to just give general trade advice. Have discussions, banter, talk with your league mates. Just don't send an offer and send a counter. Get like get there and don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you're going to be a dick, like what? Like, so if you destroy somebody in a trade, be humble. If you don't like the way somebody evaluates that, have a conversation, man, and try mm -hmm. to get in their head. If they're like way off here. Just be like, all right, man, cool. That's you. In the back of your head, you could be judging them. That's fine. You know what I mean? We all have those internal thoughts that we don't need to share with everybody. Yeah. But just, like, be able to talk. That's why I trade so much in my leagues is that people want to come trade with me because it will be a productive process. Mm -hmm. And if at the end of it, I'll actually give them what I believe, and then they actually learn something from it. Well, I think. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, like there was a deal I, we were talking about a pre-show that I made and it was in a, it was two years. Gosh, was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. So Sam mm -hmm. Howe, when he was coming out, I, I had Stafford and I wanted to kind of get younger at the quarterback position. And I wanted some, um, some can some Canton or excuse me, some campus production. So I traded, I, so it was a, it was a combined deal. I had Stafford and I think maybe like a fifth in the supplemental draft for Sam Howe, Relique Brown and Tory Horton or whatever the case may be. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that was before though, that was like in December. So I made that deal on that side. Cause he wanted an NFL quarterback going to it. Long story short, that deal looks bad at, the, at that first year because Stafford, but then Stafford gets injured. Now, how's the starter? So, how is the starter technically? And I still got Relique, who's, you know, Relique, but Tory Horton and those guys there. Like, it's not now, it doesn't look that bad. But that, right. yeah, last year, I was getting shit on by the league. And then now they're like, hey, that deal doesn't actually look that bad if Stafford's not going to, if he can't come back healthy. And I was like, yeah. So like, there is like concerns. Be careful. You know, I may, I learned from that mistake on the, in the C2C trading of like, I'm not going to go trade for like a Howl in December. Um, but also like, you know, these things are fluid, man, because you know, a trade right. that you make can always come back and be better. So yeah, you don't want to burn that relationship. Don't burn those relationships right. with your league mates. So the funny thing is, is like, I have a Howl trade too. And like, for me, it's like, I had DJU and Howl in, two weeks both of them on the teams so the the week's called cradle to grave which i think is such a great c2c name yeah. and um then they had they made a 2.0 version of it so it's like a lot of the same guys but i had both of them both weeks the 2.0 excuse me i definitely just burped on my show so um in the 2.0 week i traded them both away no i kept both of them in that week right and in the 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 og week i traded them both away I'm now a back-to-back -back champion in the OG league, and I'm freaking figuring it out in the 2.0 Yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing about that is, is that, like, that was, like, one of the best lessons I had about, like, understanding, like, possibilities of what quarterbacks, like, we think they are at one yes. point and what they're going to potentially be. So, but, yeah. All right. Let's get into it, man. First one. Do it. All right. So, the campus player we're putting up is Caleb Williams. Uh, go to... Follow the show and look at the stream I put up on that. It's the first episode. I thought it was pretty good. 
uh, you know. So Caleb Williams, Heisman winner, numbers are right there. I'm not reading all the stats. You could read them. All right. So easily the number one overall pick in 2024 studies under a QB whisper in Lincoln Riley beat out fields in the Twitter poll. I put out on um, February to uh, like end of February and it had 601 votes. So that's a good sample size for a vote, you know? So yeah. people are high on him, Right. So let's put him up against Justin Fields. Right. I mean, probably already getting into that, you know, elite, all-time rushing QB category already, right? Finished QB six in the second season in 15 games. Um, you're looking at ADP around seven and a half in April as uh QB six feels a little low to me, honestly, mm-hmm. but I've actually seen him go around like 10 now. So I feel like it's like the burners come off a little bit. Um, in 2020 had a huge year at uh, Ohio state, very efficient thrower, which we haven't seen. And he's only going to get better, right? Because we haven't, he pretty much did everything with his legs. Yeah. And we know he can throw the ball. So, all right, Kevin, straight up trade. You're either going to go with Caleb Williams or you're going to take Justin Fields. What are you doing? Well, this is tough because my combined rankings, I have Fields a little higher. So I feel like a, I feel like a trader if I pick the other side. But I'm going to, I'd take Caleb, I think. I, I, I still think Caleb. Because if he goes in that 101 overall and in wherever offense he goes into, he still has that rushing. And I don't think you can, I don't think you can just like dismiss the fact that he might be the best prospect since Andrew Luck that we've seen come out of, of college. Um, and, and if he goes to a good spot, I mean, he might be rated as instantly higher than fields. I think he's a better passer than fields too. So I do think that when you're looking at it, I think it's less risk to go with Caleb Williams. Um, so I would probably lean Caleb here. This is a very good trade though. This is a very, you know, even trade with both of these guys. I I'm going Caleb too, man. I mean, and it's hard. And, but yeah. the thing about going with Caleb is for me, it's exactly what you said. It's the way that he is a passer. And like yeah. with the rushing upside, let's look at those rushing stats right there. That's 382 yards. That's low. You know why it's low? Because he doesn't want to run. Yeah. He wants to work in that pocket. So that rushing upside's still there. And you know what? We didn't see Justin Fields run a ton at Ohio State, too. Why did we see him run now? Because he had to. <laughs> right? So yeah. the one thing that makes this a risk, right? is if we're talking rushing upside, it's Fields. Like, Fields, yes. is, Fields is the burner, right? So this is not like a, hey, I'm ahead of the curb. Like, like you could lose this trade if you go for Caleb because, you know, Caleb could be that great piece, but what Fields bring as a rusher does make it a bit of a risk. So, but I'm still Caleb all the way. And if you really want to get in-depth about Caleb, again, go check out my, uh, my stream that was on the show's Twitter. All right. So I think this one's kind of a slam dunk for us, all right? So since we both went with Justin Fields, we're looking at Deshaun Watson, a guy who, like, I actually really think is a nice value. Um, I I mean, it's I feel bad talking anything positively about Watson, honestly. But at the same time, the guy was a top five yeah. uh, fantasy QB. He's coming in. He's got, like, you know, he's got good receivers. He's got, like, a good situation going on. Sure, he looked terrible. The guy hadn't played football for two years, right? But – now he's got a whole offseason ahead of him, like gelling with the team. So Watson could return to form, right? But when you're looking at Caleb Williams, this is a slam dunk, right? Like, like there's like, if if I'm offered 
Caleb Williams for Deshaun Watson, I'm smashing it. And if I'm asking, so let's say you have Caleb Williams, Kevin. Yeah. You made playoffs in the Canton side. Deshaun Watson's a top eight QB. Are you pulling the trigger on this trade? Or are you not? So uh, it was. Uh, so am I still in the playoffs, or am I out? Is it just after after the league's you're the, over? You're the five seed. Mm. Man. So you got in. You're not. You didn't squeak in. You're the five seed, but your week you have your QB two is Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, All right. No, I just got to use Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Uh, um, yeah. Shoot. You know, it, it's that's a tough trade because when I think about it, I always talk about how I want to win. And if you're in the playoffs, you still have a shot. No matter because I do think Kenny Pickett actually kind of has a weird floor that no one's really talking about. Um, uh, I, oh, gosh. You know what? I'd probably keep Watson. I'm going to be honest with you. I'd probably keep Watson go for it and just go try to win it. Um, and if he's putting up a top eight season, I don't think like Caleb could be a top five guy or whatever the yeah. case may be, but there is still risk involved with these guys too. Like, so just to know, like there's still like, you know, mission. If you have a team that's in the playoffs at a five seed and you still look like you can go win it and you're in your depth, you're not concerned about your depth. It's not like a back end. I think Watson's still a capable quarterback. And if he's in the, if he's yep. putting up that season in the next two years, I mean, shoot, I think you drafted Amari Cooper in a league we're in today. Like you yep. believe in that passing offense. I think for two years, I think you're okay with that. I would, I would, mind hanging on to Watson however I understand going the other side though like oh okay I'll just take Caleb I'll pill, fill him in there but I still think you're stuck with a quarterback two and picket that doesn't leave you a lot of leeway there even if you have nope. Caleb so that's kind of my 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 opinion on that so okay so I'm the five seed I have Caleb on my campus roster right and somebody offers me up Watson for that I'm going to look at that trade but what I'm probably going to try to do is I'm going to offer my second back and try to ask back for their first for next year's freshman draft. So mm -hmm. I can try to get up there a little bit. Right. Also depends what's going on the campus side. Let's not get too deep into this, like, like hypothetical situation, but that's the kind of move that I'm trying to make. And I'm going to say, listen, man, that was a great strong offer. Right. I just have a difficult time giving up a guy that I think could be a top five QB where I don't think Watson is that anymore. Right. Yeah. So, I'm going to start that dialogue. And if that dialogue doesn't go in a way that I want, that I like, I'm going to walk away from it, but I'm going to tip my hat to that guy to get me to work, to, to work it. And that's how you build a trade relationship. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about, about having that dialogue. So I'm not immediately going to say no, but there's definitely going to be a counter involved in that because it's intriguing given this scenario. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. That was a good discussion. I like that one. All right. All right. Drake may, right. Over 4,000 yards, 38 TDs, seven, seven picks, very efficient, over 66% of his completions. Definitely showed the wheels last year with almost 700 rushing yards. He's my QB2. Obviously, Caleb's my QB1. If he's if Caleb's not your QB1, please DM me. I, I just want to have a discussion. Like they're I said, out there. Not, they're out there, sir. They're, I know out, they're there. out there. I want to talk about it. Like, sell me. Sell me. I'm not going to change my mind, but I would love to listen. You know? So... Obviously, an All-American, won a ton of awards, you know. And then we got Tua. When healthy is a beast, right? Yeah. So looking at 3,500 yards, 25 TDs with eight picks. NFL, that's freaking nasty. 
QB 15 in only 13 games. So he's already a high QB two, and he's missed three games of QB production. That's impressive. Yeah. Now we got to go back. Remember, this was a fifth pick overall and a draft, right? And that's coming off an injury because that's how good of a player he was, right? QB 13 off the board, right? Going at the end of the second round in the in April in DLF, right? Miami is loaded. It literally has an Olympic track team, right? But what's the obvious part here? It's the health concerns. It's the concussions. Would he retire, right? So you're competing in the Canton side, but you get offered Drake May for Tua against somebody that you know is trying to get better than you in that Canton side. Yeah. What do you do? I'm taking Tua here, and I don't know if that's like a hot take or not, but I, I just, I think if Tua's healthy, he's a top 13 kid, like in terms of like the quarterback position. And, and I, I get the health thing, but I, you know, I, I laugh about this when we talk about this, when a lot of guys talk about this, like, oh, well, you know, he could get injured. So could everybody in the NFL. Every single guy is going to get injured at some point. And I, I get the head injuries concern. Um, but I love him in this offense. He is perfectly fit for Manano's offense. Like if you're looking for why, you know, Tua to succeed, you should have been talking about this in a long, long time ago. And he's going to do that. Hill, Waddle, everything that he needs is going to be there. May, I have some questions. Like I like May. I've talked about May. Me and Christian were on May like two years ago before anybody else. We said, hey, May's really good. And we talked about him. And so I do like May. But what if May goes to the commanders and then May is sitting on the commanders with, you know, maybe McLaurin's there, but who's, you know, Dotson's there. They have a whole new system and coaching staff come in there. And then you're worried about May where you have Tua who stays healthy all year and then has Hill Waddle and this offense that's tailor made to him just to score fantasy points. So like, to me, I'm still leaning Tua here. And this is that elitist I have in me because I also don't think May's that good of a campus player. Like he's okay. I think this year he might take a step back too like when you're thinking of like yeah, that offense that's fair. That's so fair. like i look at it from both perspectives like okay i can if i need that solid if, if i have a guy especially if you have a quarterback that like in that top 12 range so if you have any of those guys from like watson on and then you add Tua to it and you needed that quarterback too Tua could be a quarterback one at certain points of the season yep. so that's how i would look at that deal and just understand that roster construction where it's at that was an excellent answer i love that answer I'm actually on the other side of it, all right? I would take May. Now, I'm like you. I have the same situation when it's like, like I'm not sure if May's it. This is where I'm like, I'm looking to make that gamble. Where we differ in this is that, like, I do worry about the health because okay. it's concussions. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's, like, lots of different injuries, like, just injury-prone, injury-prone. Like, listen, man, like, there's certain injuries that I'm like, <laughs> you can recover. Yeah. Concussions are bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like concussions are like the kind of thing where we've seen elite football players retire because of concussions. Right. Yeah. And now we have so much more data about that, that, you know, too, is thinking about it, you know, like it's not saying like he's going to retire, but that possibility is so could I get burned with this take? Hell yeah. You know what I mean? So this is the ones where I'm finding like, I will eat crow when two approves me wrong. And I'm okay. fine with that. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's certain guys where I'm like, you know what? I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm out. I have yeah. some Tua shares left because I actually like Tua, right? But when you're looking at a guy that look right now, I'd say May's projected as a top 10 pick, like maybe top five, depending on like 
how the whole like yeah. order lies out, you know? So I'm like, okay. And also like, it's kind of like, it's, it's also a nice way to kind of like build down, like in QBs, like in C2C, you're not going to get an opportunity to get a top 10 pick often at QB, not seeing a guy that has that, that draft capital baked in like a may might, you know? Yeah. Now I keep saying might, I keep saying might because hey Sam Howell is a top 10 guy too. Like that's, the, what, the, I'm these saying, guys. Man. that's, the that's thing. what I'm saying. I love Sam Howell this year. And then I remembered the Washington line and I was like, oh God. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like I I actually think Sam Howell is a great quarterback. I like his weapons around him, but he's going to get killed by the defenses. So uh long story short, this is like I would make this trade because of the health concerns. And what I would be trying to do is I'd actually be looking at that Canton side and look to myself, who has Jared Goff? Who has yeah. um, Geno Smith? Like, does this guy have him? Like, can I give him back, like, like a great running back prospect? You know what I mean? Like, like I want to pat that with, like, because you don't need two elite QBs to win a dynasty league, man. You know no. what I mean? You just need to have guys that are steady at that position. You actually don't need two starting QBs to win in a super flex either. I'll take, but well, that depends. Saying. I mean, that's going to depend on your roster build, though. You got to make sure you really have. Well, that's dudes. what I'm saying, though. You should be building out. Yeah, that's that's why you built through wides, Kevin. That's why you built through wides. Hey, I, I I won a dynasty league when Mac Jones and Zach Wilson were rookies. I had both those dudes, but I also had Jefferson and Chase, and that's when Chase. Yep. Remember, he he couldn't catch the football because the balls were too big, and he dropped yep. in the startup draft. And like, you could do it that way. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I just, yeah, yeah. I think the thing with May, but does May really help you on the Canton side? Uh, I think he does. I think he he's can. definitely somebody who, like, as your QB too. If you're trying to roll with him, is so in Canton. I not Canton, but you're saying Canton. You said campus. Canton. Sorry, uh, campus, 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 campus. And campus, he has to be your QB too. Okay. Right. Yeah. And because to me, it's like your QB one, you know, and you could go get Curtis Rourke and be your QB one. And you, that could be a winning, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? That could be like a winning pair. But the point is, is that like, again, it comes down to the rest of your roster construction. If we're talking, have that conversation. That means you should be pretty dirty everywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and also like, you can go out and go get, you know, your Lou Nichols and something like that, who, you know, is like not going to be much when it comes to, the NFL, but he's going to produce. And well, he was hurt last year, but you know, hypothetically, yeah. we're healthy. So, like, long story short, is it's like, yes, I agree with you. Make should be your one. He should be your two. But yes, on the campus side, I do think he could work out well with that. But um, all right, let's get to number three. All right, so Quinn Ewers. All right, so this guy was uber hyped he was actually ranked higher than caleb coming out of high school right reclassified uh one of two uh qb uh recruits with a perfect 247 score the other one was vince young one of my literally my all-time favorite college player all right and do we should we not believe the hype at this point we have a very small sample size there was some transitions there you know that team would really need to be firmed up in a lot of ways you know and they're yeah. returning a lot of players this year, right? Now we got Kirk Cousins, the man who never gets respect. All right. So we're looking at 4,500 yards, almost 30, almost a two to one ratio, actually better than a two to one ratio in TDs to interceptions, just under 66%. Finished the QB eight last year, right? Mm -hmm. Still 41 and a half ADP. 
The QB 17, right? A top 12 QB, five out of the last six years, right? He will be a starter in the NFL if it's even if he's out with the Vikes. He is a starter in the NFL, all right? And he has a potential goat at wide receiver. Like, he's making, you know, Kevin, he's building a a work to – if he continues on this on this path, we could be seeing the goat. All right, screaming children are the best. Um, yes, yes. Don't know what's going two. on out there. We're good, bro. All right, and now added at man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, Ewers or cousins, Kevin? All right. Oh, so I'm gonna be. Um, <laughs> you bring up good points. I actually on my last fantasy pros pod, I went on with uh, Fitz and those guys. I actually picked Cousins as my drop guy, like the guy that yep. I think could have like a significant drop this year. And I don't know if he's gonna get that contract extension either from Minnesota. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go Ewers. I'm taking the swing here. I, I and here's a couple reasons why. I think Ewers this year from a campus side, he could be really good with that wide receiver room. That wide receiver room is loaded. Uh, Xavier Worthy, you know, Donnie Mitchell, Isaiah Nior, uh, Jonte Cook, all Jordan Whittington. Like he has an absolutely loaded wide receiver room. On top of that, his running back room is solid. All good pass catchers in that running back room. So I think he could take that next step. And to be quite honest, Ewers was hurt last year. Like I do know he needs the mechanical stuff to get fixed, but if he was healthy, he beats Alabama. I, they beat Alabama. If Ewers was out there, they beat him. I think the narrative switches on him a little bit. Oh, we can beat him. Um, they beat Alabama. They did those things. So, like, I, I still, like, he is very risky to rank. Um, I, you know, I, I have a hard time with where he should be. But he could be the quarterback three and get first-round draft capital. Whereas Cousins, I'm okay pivoting off of him at any point. If I had, like, a, and just for context, because I like to give you guys context. So if I have on my NFL side, if Cousins is my QB2, but I have, like, a Ritter or a Howe or someone like that or a Levis or something like that, I'm more off to get rid of Cousins to try to reload my quarterback position for a talent like yours, right? I'm not reloading for, like, Jordan Travis or someone like that. But if for yours, nope. this is the risk I'm willing to take. Um, but I understand why you'd maybe, you know, swing with Cousins as, a like, a contender and you need that quarterback to maybe you just lost Brady or you don't like you know Tua or you have a rookie quarterback and you're kind of concerned about it so I get it from both sides but if I in a pure vacuum trade here I would take yours so I love cousins and your disrespect angers me but um <laughs> that really does but a uh, long story short is is that I think cousins is a bottom QB1 high-end QB2 type is until I see otherwise, because he's yeah. proven it, right? With that said, I would smash this to take yours because this is one of those upside swings that you're going to take. But here's the other thing to keep in mind. No matter how I feel about Kirk Cousins, the rest of the community does not. Yeah. He does not carry that trade value. You have to still, your subjective take on what you believe a player is versus what their trade value is, right? That's never going to change, no. right? So Kirk Cousins' trade value is minuscule compared to what I think he can put out, right? Yeah. So he'd be a guy that if you're weak at QB2 and you think you're a QB2 away to being a contender, go target Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. He's probably cheaper than Geno Smith, who just did it once after an age 32, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is that, like, but if I move off Cousins to get an Ewer, this is a smash because, like, you're buying Ewers at the low, Right. That's like Ewers only can go up at this point. You know what I mean? Yes. Or he's just not being traded for. It's either now or never. 
you know? So I, I'm with you. Like, I think he's going to take a huge, like, bump. And I was a believer in this kid. This kid has arm talent, makes every yeah. single throw, and he, he throws a freaking rope, dude. The ball has no arc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's just, like, his arm strength's insane, right? So, also, we got to think about, like, you know, we're always too quick to judge young QBs. This kid, like, like got thrown into a situation where, like, most kids are not going to succeed, man. You know? Like, Caleb Williams, what he did was freaking nuts. That's why we got volume so high because it's so mm-hmm. uncommon, right? So, now, Ewers is going to have his first full year as a starter. First full year as the guy. Let's do this, you know? But I'm absolutely going with Ewers over Cousins here. And that's saying something because I'm a Cousins believer. I mean, I like All Cousins. Right. Let's let's not pretend like I don't like Cousins. No, you I don't. Just, I, no, you uh, don't. He's you okay. just said you drop him. Okay. Like, I would, how do you like, like somebody and drop them? Like, no, explain like, to me how you like as you drop. First of all, it's not like drop. What I meant was it was like a show of like who could have a drop off this year. And that's who You're I picked. Educated. as like my drop is important, bro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So a drop off. That's fair. Drop a off this year. Right. Yes. All right. All right. Change the whole meaning, bro. All right. So, all right. Next one. Ewers or Trey Lance. All right. Because now we're talking about hype and hype here, right? Yeah. Buying low, buying low. So Ewers is my QB3. Uh, he's in the tier three for me. And th- and when I say tier three, it's um, it's not that's overall like yeah. all of campus players, not just QBs. Right. He's in my third tier. And I would say that that's probably like players like nine through 16, I think. Right. Uh, dominate at. So here's the other thing we got to point out about yours. Dominate at South Lake Carroll. That's one of the best high school programs in the country. They yeah. just are always nasty. And that matters. If you're going up against elite talent and you're being elite, that means you're elite, <laughs> you know, and you can't deny the arm talent. And like you already said, loaded at receiver this year. Right. And I just wanted to point out his negative 52 rushing yards, sexy up rushing upside, but you were sexy. <laughs> All right. But that's when we look at Trey Lance who went for 1100 rushing yards, 14 rushing TDs, you know, this is one double A competition, just under, you know, just, you know, just under 2,800 yards, 28 TDs to no interceptions. San Francisco trades up, takes him third. Let's remember that. They traded up to get him, right? Suffered a broken ankle. It's an ankle. They yeah. heal. You know what I mean? And I'm more worried about Purdy's injury personally. All right. Like that's, you know, using very important parts of your body to throw a football. You know, now a QB battle awaits, right? So we got Ewers not really hitting like everyone expected him to right out of the gate. Then you got Trey Lance, who's going to be in a QB battle. By the way, that whole thing with Shefty saying it should be Sam Arnold as the starter, clickbait one. Dude, yeah, awful. Hated that. All right. Anyways, so Lance or Ewers here, Kevin? This is like Lance is one of like those people I've 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 not necessarily touted, but I believe in his talent and what he can be. Um, this is a really hard trade. I, uh, this is like one of those ones that it's 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 one of those. All right, I got give you a scenario first. You no, have no, no. Viewers. You I, have I, viewers. Okay, you have viewers, and you're offered Lance. <sighs> See, if I had viewers and I was offered Lance, um. 
I'd probably take it. And here's my rationale behind it. Lance got top five draft capital and whatever you think of that capital, you there's nothing you can do about it. We haven't seen him flame out. Like we saw Zach Wilson flame out. He hasn't had the opportunity. He hasn't had that yet. Um, so with that, even if let's say Lance doesn't play this year or he plays sparringly, or maybe Purdy like starts, you can't tell me that Lance doesn't have a market after this year. Like Lance can go be that guy and be a top five, you know, like go somewhere. And if he does, his ceiling is still top five, in my opinion, with his rushing upside. And let's say he goes to the Vikings or he goes somewhere, the Bucks maybe, or, or some, some, some team that needs a quarterback. Because, you know, when you look around the starters around the league, like Desmond Ritter starting this year. You're telling me Trey Lance can't start like it's somewhere if Desmond Ritter's playing somewhere. And I know like we like Ritter. He is who he is. But Lance can definitely, you know, we're talking about first round draft capital top five. And he's still 23. Like, let's go. Like Lance came into the NFL really young. Ewers, on the other hand, you're hoping for that. Like you're hoping for first round capital. There's a lot of I think there's more red flags on your side. You know, the last trade, notwithstanding because of the age difference, whereas Trey, like you're like, OK, I think I can take an upside swing at Trey here. Whereas yours, if on the on the campus side, what is yours on the campus side in terms of like kind of like May right. that quarterback two ish range, right? right? Like, so, you know, I don't necessarily see a big upside of trading for yours unless you believe yours can be a top 10 pick. And then, okay, then that's where your upside probably lies. But I still give me the, the Lance talent in there. And to your credit about, you know, that Shefty thing that happened, that was like a, Dude, did you see there, he's recording on his damn phone? Like, this right. is like a this is just a I'm bullcrapping on a podcast. Oh, this is what I've heard. And just because they said there was no trade market, that's you know, that's probably because teams knew that it was gonna be too expensive to go grab him. Like right. there, there could have been trade market out there. So I'm still right. leaning Lance in this one, and I think it's I think it's just based on that upside play. Also, like if you're gonna go trade for Trey Lance, like go let him go play him preseason. Like, like yeah. see him. Like see you're him. like like you you go you want to see the product. Before yes. you invest what you're going to need to invest for him. Let's talk about that real quick, the same Darnold thing. That was a brilliant move by them. You know yeah. why? Because you have Purdy and Lance in a battle, but they're both coming off of injuries, right? Yeah. So you have some health concerns. Sam Darnold is the type of quarterback that can run that offense in an emergency. Yeah. That's it. And it was, and you know why they could say time to that? Because Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. He's not even making a million this year. Yeah. So like your QB room is secure it was a brilliant depth move all right yeah. sam darnold is not a starting quarterback in the nfl anymore but he's an excellent backup yeah you know so you just got him as your third string that's all he is you know mm -hmm. so if everything fell apart sam darnold's there that's sweet you know but that's all it is we're not making more than that you know yeah. it's a lance purdy battle right and lance should win because they put the, the capital into him. Now, I believe Lance wins that battle. I believe Lance hits the field, and everyone, this community is not patient. All right? Here's the deal. I put that rushing number in, because I, I know it looks like me just trying to be sarcastic. That's the difference. Yeah. The rushing upside. That's a floor. And I know the draft capital that went into Trey Lance. And I know Trey Lance can throw the football. All right? Yeah. So I am easily team Lance on this side. Yeah. Easily. It's like a landslide for me. Now, it, like you just said, on the other side of it, if I'm moving on from Ewers, my campus side loses nothing. Because if you have yeah. Ewers, he is a Devi guy. 
If you're C2C, he is a Devi guy. Like when I, so when I do roster construction, right, I have a Devi spot when I do drafts, right, or frost uh, stashes. Those are guys that I have no business ever considering I'm going to play them in my campus league at this moment. Or there's guys like, uh, like, um, like, uh, like Johnson, the running back from Texas. You know he's not going to produce for your campus, but he would have pro upside, right? Yeah. So you stash him. Ewers is a stash at QB, man. A very expensive one at that, but he's a stash. Yeah. He might be able to play in a, in a plus matchup, but he's not a week-in, week-out guy on your campus side. So I'm Team Lance all day, and I'm just, just smiling all the way to this cheap buy, bro. Yeah. So good. So good. I'm going to go try to trade for Lance tonight. All right? <laughs> all right. Okay, so I also want to shout out Kevin and Christian's work with the uh, Drew Allard and and Cade Kubernick um, video you guys just put out. It was excellent, excellent stuff. So I would go check that out. So when we drive into these next two guys, so we just put Trey up against uh, Ewers. Let's put Trey up against Drew Allard. All right. So Drew Allard in high school was a monster. All right. Almost 10,000 passing yards. 98 TDs to 20 picks. Now his completion percentage in high school was low, like 55%. And he didn't rush a whole ton because it was 400 rushing yards and nine scores. But the kid has roughing upside. He's yeah. probably the best comp you're going to get to him is Josh Allen because he's he's big. He's athletic. He's got the arm. He looks like Josh Allen. He really does. I'm not saying he is Josh Allen. He looks like Josh Allen, right? Yeah. That's like when I say Caleb Williams look like Pat Mahomes. Because he does play in a similar style. I'm not saying he is Pat Mahomes, right? He has that similar style. Big, mobile, strong, cannon. We know what Lance is. We already talked about him. I know Allard is actually your QB3. He's my QB4. Yeah. So putting Allard up against Lance, does that change anything for you? Or is it the same result? Yeah, I'm I'm taking Aller here. Uh, I, I, I like Lance. Oh, I like So it. here's why, though. Ewers, I'm less sure that can get first round capital. I'm yeah. actually in my in, so when I'm looking at my rankings, my projections, Allers the type of guy that I think can get first round draft capital. Where in that 25 class, there's a lot of unknowns about the quarterback position right now, and I think Drew could be that one, right? Like where mm-hmm. Ewers, you hope he's QB three of the 24 class. Like you're mm-hmm. hoping that he gets there. Aller can be number one, and and if yep. I if and if and this is where you pivot, this is like a campus to camp pivot here. Okay, I, I believed in Trey. I, I think he's still there, but man, if I can get Aller, and I think and I and I'm I have a video coming out on Penn State's wide receiver room. It's pretty talented. Uh, I, there's a lot of unknowns in that wide receiver room, like Cephas, Lambert Smith. Um, you're talking about like Caden Saunders, some of these I other like guys. Saunders a lot. I like yeah. Wallace the third. Like there's some guys in that room that are kind of interesting, kind of fun. So I think Aller has sneaky campus side too. I yep. think he's still in that draw, like that you know Ewers QB two range. Um, but for me, if I'm gonna like Aller's that guy for me, and just for me as an analyst, like I'll take a shot at Aller because I think I see that talent. Six five two forty five. This dude's a monster. Like he's he can go out there and sling it. So that's. This is where, you know, when you think of like, if you move off Lance, I'm okay using Lance for Ewers because of that projection. But I am not okay with Aller for Lance because I'd rather have Aller because I think the projection is going to be really good for him. Yeah, I, I'm cool with that. I also think Aller does offer like, does have some rushing upside, right? 
And you at, and yeah, and you looking at he he can move. He can move a little bit, right? For so, size. He's yeah, and he can do, maybe he's Allen, right? Josh Allen rushing upside, that kind of rushing upside. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is that yeah. like what's not he's not Josh Allen. He no. just got he, he he like he reminds you of him like yes. the way that he plays, right? So I like that. I am team Lance on here all day, okay. but I love your take. I'm not gonna go back into it because I'm it's pretty much the same argument I made for Ewers, right? Yeah. But I love that you're saying this is your guy, and I actually believe that that's the guy that I love. That in 2025, you're looking at this is could be the guy who could be that QB one. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what you got to be able to do. And that's why we're talking about this. If you want to be able to go get a guy like that, you got to roll the dice and you got to give up something significant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is the guy that you're willing to like plant your flag in. The la my first time doing that was DJ Ugalele. Whoo. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But it happens. But at the same time, it's like you got to be, that's what makes it so fun, man. So, like, yeah. Yeah. You know? You're going to miss in this stuff. Like you're yeah. going to miss, like you have to just realize like, and I think that could be a turnoff to this format as well. Just like it is to Debbie yep. people miss. And they're like, Oh, so I was on a show with Ryan Warmly. He, he's for fantasy pros. He's one of their hosts. Yep. He's like, dude, I love C2C. My first C2C I drafted Bijan and Marvin Harrison in the second. And I was like, Oh yeah, that you'll like it then, but wait till you draft DJU and <laughs> Keishon Boutte, right? Like this is, that's how it happens. So like, yeah, you, you know, you take, you, you take your, you take your flag plant. Okay. And I, and that's for me, like, all right, I think Aller can be that guy. I'm okay. And I love Lance. Lance is one of those guys I like, like I talked about it. But to me, when you're looking at tiers too, Aller's in a different tier for me than yours. Like Aller is of the three guys in Debbie, I would draft. It's Aller, uh, May and Williams. That's it. Like, that's where yeah. I feel comfortable. So if I feel comfortable there, I then I have to feel comfortable with this deal here. I love it, man. That's a, that's a phenomenal take. That's a phenomenal take. I, I enjoyed that. All right. Do I really need to ask you on this one? No, I'm taking, uh, <laughs> Jones? I'm taking it. I'm taking it all around this one. Um, I, I am too. I think yeah. what I'm trying to make a point here is, is that Daniel Jones right now, he finished as the QB nine last year yeah, and he's a QB 16. So he's a high end uh, QB two. And we're talking about trading for him for a QB that's, you know, two years out from being drafted, right? Yes. Who hasn't even had a start. And this would, to my eyes, would be a steal, right? But I, I actually would, if anybody's listening to this and you want to take Daniel Jones, please hit me up. I, I would love, I really want that take, you know? And I'll be the first to admit, I hate Daniel Jones. I did not like him as a pick. Yeah. I, I hate Duke. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a giant UNC fan, so, like, my bias will just never give that up. I can't help it, you know? But, like, I also don't want to rely on 700 rushing yards and seven rushing TDs that was not there until this year, yeah. you know? So, and those uh, passing numbers are not great, you know? So, for me, but the fact he just signed a four-year deal is nice. And if you look at his deal... The opt-out is not until literally he's there until year three, minimum, you know? Yeah. So, like, you have a starting quarterback there, right? Where with Aller, he might not. But this is where uh, this situation where I'm willing to roll the dice. Yeah, I think with Jones, too, like, I, I do think that you could argue he was QB9 with no weapons last year. 
So if you, they've added some Waller, some of these other guys that you think that are going to be Paris Campbell, these guys. So if you really feel comfortable in that, you're like, well, hey, they've tried to build around him. He's with Brian DeBall. Like I get the arguments on that side, but there is me personally, I cannot trade Aller for Daniel Jones. Like that would just hurt me because when Aller goes like mm-hmm. top five, I'd be like, damn it, I traded this dude for Daniel Jones. Like that's what, <laughs> that's one of those ones you just can't live without. Yeah. Like you just gotta just yeah. take it and just like I can't live with myself if I did that. I traded him for a guy who threw 15 touchdowns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Kubnik. So K Kubnik, he's my QB five. He's also yeah. in my tier three. Uh, you know, he he won the uh, ACC championship MVP as a, as a freshman. So that's fantastic. You were looking mm-hmm. at big time OC hire. Uh, Garrett, Garrett Riley, Lincoln's yeah. brother, just did a great job at TCU. Right. So. He has elite arm. He has elite talent around him. That's the other thing too about this guy. He has guys that are having elite like draft capital in campus drafts. In Antonio Williams and Will Shipley is sliding in drafts. Like what is happening, people? That guy could be a three down back in the NFL. Stop the disrespect with Will Shipley. All right, stop it. I'm gonna do a show on this. Um, one start as a frost. You know, saw some decent action. This is the big thing with uh, Clemson. I like. Four out of their five linemen are returning next year. So that's going to be an experienced group that's going to be able to work together. That's a big deal in college. Yeah. All right. Now, Russell Wilson. All right. Just over 3,500 yards. We know what happened last year. He was in a Mickey Mouse kind of offense. You know, still the QB 16 in a disappointing season. Sean Payton's coming in. He has to be able to fix this. Right. Like it has to happen. Right. So. Buy low candidate, the banter man thinks so. All right. And I don't think that's like a, honestly, I don't think I'm saying anything that's original. You know what I mean? I think that's a, that's a popular <laughs> take. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, look at me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, rock solid QB2. And is the QB1 ceiling still there? It could, very well could be with Sean Payton. So, what are you doing here? This is an incredibly tough one um, in terms of like, this really is like, I don't want to be like, team dependent guy but like i do think russell is gonna have a bounce back here so like i i do think that i do think he'll come there here's my thing though i actually think Cade can be a sneaky campus player with riley and and that offense so like to me to me i would i would take club nick here for the for two reasons one that offense is going to be really good, I think, with Adam Randall, Antonio Williams, Bo Collins, Shipley, Maffa, all those guys in that offense with Riley. Now, if this was the old Clemson, I'd be out. Like, I would not touch yeah. him because I think they did a p- piss poor job of that offense, except for they had Trevor Lawrence, a generational quarterback that made everybody look better. Um, but now with Riley there, this really just makes it a little easier for me. I think I'd go Klubnik and just take him. And, and then you hope that he develops into that quarterback too. And you think that, hey, of that class, or he's right there with all there, he's pushing that first round draft capital. He's got to get a little bigger though. I think the biggest concern I have with Klubnik, he's 195 pounds and he looks a little small. I think he came in at like 180, I, I believe, when I did like my pre uh, profile on him two years ago. Um, Russell, I like Russell, but again, there is a, possibility that russell is russell from last year like there is still like this he's not cooking anymore right like it's tempered like it's like new york they got rid of gas fire you know you can't use gas stoves anymore the gas is out and and it's just clicking and that's i think the concern with russell um but i would take club nick i think just with riley being there i think it's going to elevate his play and for two years i think you get a pretty good asset see 
uh, what I hate about having you on the show is you literally just said everything I wanted to say. So, uh, <laughs> so Club Nick for me is like, so I think what I'll go is like, I agree with everything you just said. Now, Lincoln Riley does what Rinking Riley does. Garrett Riley is in the same kind of mold, right? Yeah. Like Max Duggan was not on the no. NFL radar and he, he's on an NFL roster now and he had an amazing year, right? This is the kind of trade you need to get to be able to potentially have those top 10 first round QB kind of players. Yeah. Klubnik has that in front of him. Wait. I don't really care. He could put it on. Like I, I get that. Like it, it's a fair concern. It's not something that's going to be like, if that's the one thing I'm worried about, I'm feeling good about that situation. You know what yeah. I mean? He's got like, so this is the kid that we're going to go into the stats next year. Another kid who played, hella high talent right mm -hmm. phenomenal elite prospect right and this is a guy where you're moving on from russell wilson who declined who's older right who to me it's like if i lose this trade and he becomes like russell wilson's not going to be a top six qb anymore it's yeah. not happening right at best qb 12 qb 11 probably more of a high two i'm rolling the dice with that now the other thing, too, is that if I'm on the Canton side and I'm contending and I get this offer and I move on for him, I'm thinking of other ways to fill in my QB, two because there's no way. If Russell Wilson was my QB, one, I'm smashing this trade because I suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, like, so by any way you look at it, you can make up something on the Canton side yes. on the cheap for what Wilson would have been to be able to take a swing at a kid who has potential to be – the QB one in that class, yeah. right? I know Kevin doesn't believe that's going to happen, but but he could in the be realm of possibilities. It's in the realm of yeah. possibilities, Kevin. And I actually like I like him a lot better, honestly, because I think with Allard, I I like him more in my rankings because of the because of the home run swing. I'd rather just yeah. take a swing at the fences, but I think this kid's a better passer. I think he's a better yeah. thrower, you know, and like that's what makes him like a more efficient player. You know, and um, Dave lost his efficiency, so he's got that stuck in my head. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, Klubnik, like, he's just he's just, he's just a great quarterback. So, yeah, keep going. No, I was just saying, you can, like you mentioned, like, so let's say you do move off of Klubnik um, or Russell Wilson for Klubnik. There's still opportunity for you to trade Klubnik again, and, like, there's still more value to be had with Klubnik. Like as you go, yeah. like Russell's value is the car's off the lot. It's got 150,000 miles on it. And you're a little nervous because who can you get for him <laughs> after this point? Right. Club Nick though, he's still got that shiny very, if he looks really good in Riley's offense and you can kind of move him, and you could maybe move him again for another NFL Canton quarterback. So like, that's also a play here. Like you have to look at perceived value multiple years, but also like, you know, the younger piece, especially in these type of leagues where people value the youth, then that's something to also just take right. in the note when you're making these trades. That's a phenomenal point. And like his trade value is only going to go up, right? Yeah. So that's a good point. Um, on this trade, I'm I'm obviously like for him versus Derek Carr. I'm smashing Carr, but I feel like what we're looking at with Club Nick is the resume is fantastic, man. I mean, five star recruit, elite eleven MVP has a phenomenal track record for NFL success. Yeah. All right. That that is a it it sounds weird being like, great, he won a quarterback camp. The guys who win that camp have been very successful. You know what I mean? Been the MVP. Uh, played at Westlake. That is one of another one of the best high school programs 
in the country. He was a backup as a sophomore to somebody who's an NFL QB now, I think. And um, I should know that off the top of my head since I'm doing the show. But uh, player of the year in Texas, I mean, that alone. I mean, he plays at the highest level in Texas, and he dominated. Dude. Yeah. Dominant, you know? That matters. And now Derek Carr couldn't do it with Devontae Adams. Moves on to the Saints. Um, I QB1 ceiling is gone. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, uh, he's a solid QB too. I don't see why anybody would accept this trade unless they're desperate. I feel like if you made this trade, you have to do car plus some serious capital to make this happen. And the guy who has Cade, he needs to either be kind of a new C2C guy, right? Who probably relies mm-hmm. on like seeing the production or it's a guy who maybe just lost in the finals or was like the three, four, you know, like needs that needs a QB two now for whatever reason. Maybe they had yeah. Tom Brady. You know what I mean? So like, I threw this one up because I wanted to kind of see where you were at with Cade, and I feel like we're in the same spot. Where to me, this is a smash. This is an absolute <laughs> smash. This is a freaking Christmas gift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If I if I got this, I would I would go to a, a desktop to make sure I didn't fat finger decline, and I would accept as fast <laughs> as I can. Like that's that's what I would do here because there's no upside of taking Car. There's just no, no upside. None. There's just none in this area, and like I I think Car can be okay, but I'm not quarterback twenty ish probably right. That's where I'd probably say he's probably at in terms of like upside. Um, for a couple years, if that, like, I, I do think that, like you mentioned, he could be falling off. Yeah, give me Club Nick all day on this side. I, I think that's easy. a pretty clear smash. Easy, easy. All right, so I got a couple. I got a couple of one offers. So uh, I'm going with one of my favorite uh, guys, and I went with one of your favorite guys. And the wow. guy that I picked for you is um, uh, he plays at a Big Ten school. They're like okay. We'll get to him later. Uh, but um, that was like for our rankings, Kevin, that was the biggest gap we had. Nah. So I thought it would have been a good discussion. Okay. Uh, so Connor Wegman, uh, my my QB eight, uh, tier four. And let's look at the numbers, man. Like almost 100 yards, eight TDs, no, no picks. You know, not great completion percentage. Four starts as a true freshman. And those against three SEC opponents, right? Yeah. So he's not playing cupcakes. Top baseball and football prospect out of Texas. If you can't tell, I really respect things happening out of Texas. All right. Um, Number one QB by rivals and the ESPN class for 2022. Uh, High level QB, high level athlete with a heck of an arm. And he was the SC Frost of the week against LSU. So him doing it against LSU, which I know LSU is not at the elite level it was. But that's still a good football program, and yeah. he's produced. And this is a kid that looks like he could be a dual threat also. Like, he's like he's a very good athlete. So, let's put him up against Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because he's old, and he's got so much. He's got a narrative behind him that makes people interested again, right? So, now he's gone on to the Jets. He's still put up uh, – still as QB 13, just finished outside QB 1's territory in 2022. Right now, he's the QB 27 off the board, right? So we're going to early eighth-round pick. Um, I mean, I can't wait to watch him with Garrett Wilson, you know? So um, I think that you could win a championship with Aaron Rodgers as your QB1 on your championship squad. I mean, granted, that means you're stronger in other places. It means you're going to have some problems in a year or two. But 
I think that he could be a guy that, because obviously if you're moving from Aaron Rodgers, you've built yourself out in other places. And he is a guy who could be a low-end QB1, maybe in a mid-QB1, depending on like how well this works with his offense, because he also has weapons galore there, right? So if you're looking to contend in Canton, right, I'm probably keeping Rodgers. But in yeah. any other situation, I would have to, this one would make me think. Like what? What are you thinking right now? This is a this is a this is a tough one because of projection wise. I think the thing is, I'm I'm with you on Rodgers. I think Rodgers can be a very solid QB in two years for two years. I think he can be that guy in that offense, and you can win you that side. I would lean Rodgers on this on this deal, and I like Connor Weekman. I I really do like Connor. I think Bobby Petrino being there is going to help him out immensely. I yep. just don't want this. I just don't want this Texas A&M offense though. Like I, I don't know. Like they feel muddled almost like i love evan stewart i love connor they're running back by committee more than likely um that offensive line if you listen to like the cover three podcast they do these summer school um episodes they talked about how just if this offensive line is they're saying that like they're good but if one guy goes down it could ruin their entire season and then if that happens i think that's where connor gets into trouble a little bit um, mm -hmm. I would take Aaron here. I still, and, and this is where my Debbie mindset probably definitely comes into play too. Like a Connor to me is a very, very like gray area Debbie guy. Like I don't necessarily think of him as having the draft capital yet. Whereas Aaron's an offense for two years. I think he can really succeed in. So I would just take that two year production and just replace Connor with a freshman the next year. Like that's how I kind of look at this deal. So I like Connor. I think that's a guy that um, I'd be looking to try to buy in on because he's not getting the, you know, the Cade or the Drew kind of capital, right? But there's a realm where he's better than both of them. Like it's possible. Yeah. Like like that is a that is a possibility. Do I think that that's going to happen? No, but I recognize the talent and I also recognize the possibility of that's where I'm trying to buy in on a prospect yeah. like low like that. Fair. So. For me, moving on from Rodgers here, this is a perfect time for me to counter. If I'm thinking about this trade, I'm looking at, do I have Keenan Allen? Do I have New Hopkins? Like, who else do I have on this side where this guy's tr literally trying to move? And I'm taking all my old pieces, and I'm asking for more back, right? Yeah. If I'm considering this side, I'm. this is the kind of move that I make that I said, I'm out. I'm mm -hmm. out. And I'm going in this direction, but now I'm going to maximize it. So you're clearly trying to go this way and I'm trying to go that way. Let's yeah. try to make this as mutually beneficial as possible. Then when you say to me, like, oh, I don't give up all my use. Well, I'm sorry, man. If you're looking to compete, this is what it looks like to compete. Right. Yeah. And this is what it looks like for me to retool. So we either are going to help ourselves in an all in fashion or I'm just going to be out. Right. And this could also be where I'm like, OK, fine. You don't want to give up pieces. Let's talk capital. Yeah. Right. Let's talk capital. Like, give me your second and your third, and I'll give you my. I always love to start with like nine, ten. You know what I mean? Like, for some reason, it's like give him one with a single digit in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it yeah. makes it a little more enticing, you know? And like, that's where I'm trying to look in that little piece. Because the other thing to keep in mind is when you're moving off of Rodgers, is Rodgers bounces back, right? You're midseason. And if you're in a C2C week that has a trade deadline, mm -mm, I'm not a fan of that. But if you're not, I'm looking to move Rodgers to a team that needs him and yeah. his value just went up and I can get more than Connor, right? But there's a possibility that doesn't happen too, right? Yeah. So 
buying into that narrative, but I got to make it worth what could possibly be coming back. So then if his value goes up, but I still got all those additional pieces with it, I'm feeling good about working the deal the way that I did. Yeah. So that's the way that I would look at that trade. Yeah. All right. That's what I would do too. You're, you're, you and me are on the right page there. And I, I think for everybody listening too, Rogers is a guy to go kind of grab. I think he's a very, very fun yep. buy. All right. Next. All right. So, JJ McCarthy. This is Kevin's QB6. And I might call bias on this one, bro. A little bit of bias? A little bit? A little bit. Probably a little bit. All right. Cool. All right. So, had a good year. Just over 27 yards. Very efficient. Uh, 22 TDs, five picks, and obviously a hard conference, right? Uh, he's my QB13. I just think Ohio State produces better talent. Um, you know, uh, yep, a little jab to my Michigan friends. Um, semifinals for the Debbie O'Brien Award, you know, third team all Big Ten selection. Had a huge game in the semifinal, like, it, he didn't lose that game, like, he he played great, you know, yeah. he had a he had a very good second half, right? So, Mac Jones, let's talk about Mac Jones, all right? Mac Jones had a, I'm a what I love about this is that you're a Michigan fan. I'm a Patriots fan for this discussion. I didn't even think about that when I put this together because <laughs> this is painful for me to talk about. Like Mac Jones last year was atrocious. He looked yeah. bad, right? Now you see the stats. I only want to read them because they, they upset me. So, but the year before 3,800 yards, 22 TDs, you know, outstanding rookie year. Looked like a pro bowl. So was this a fluke or is he a first round bust yet? I, I think it's, too, you know, we also had probably the worst OC yeah. like you could possibly have. God awful. Like, O'Brien, oh, please fix this, you know? And he had a lack of talent to throw to. I mean, he's not really like busting down doors right now. You know, Juju's better, you know, but it has improved, right? And he's going to probably have a better offense around him. So you have a guy that is an NFL starter where I think JJ McCarthy, the interesting part of JJ McCarthy is, is he a first-round pick? Is he an NFL starter? Do you think J.J. McCarthy starts the NFL, Kevin? <sighs> so I think that J.J. played better down the stretch last year. Those last four games, you really saw him kind of take off. So, like, I, I do think that maybe he has that talent. You know, if you have the time, and I don't really self-plug, but I did do a video on J.J., looking at his numbers, some advanced stats from PFF, and, like, who he compares to. And he's pretty comparable to Matthew Stafford. Mm. Um, just the numbers and just like, just, just looking at it. I, it's hard for me with this one because I'm, I'm not a necessarily a Homer, like, but I have been very high on JJ, like even coming out. I really like JJ because I did, I did comp him to Matthew Stafford coming out of IMG. So yep. like, I, I, I do think that he definitely could do it. It's just, I don't know if that offense and if they've developed him enough as a quarterback, he's made some bad mistakes in that semifinal game. You're talking about, he did throw two picks, one for a touchdown that just kind of yeah. killed us. So like it was there, but this deal, I have a hard time trading for Mac Jones too, because you saw what Mac was last year. I do think he's going to be better. I don't think it was all Mac's fault, but they have done a poor, a piss poor job putting talent around him. Like if your best players are your tight ends, I think with Mac, that's a struggle. And when we saw Mac succeed, really, it was with Devonta Smith who won the Heisman. Like when we think of that offense that he was in in Alabama, like that's when we really saw Mac succeed. 
I would probably lean JJ for two reasons. One, I'm a biased SOB, so just know that. Like I, I, I right. there, but Love I also it. think we haven't seen JJ's ceiling where Mac is very limited where he's at because they haven't put the best weapons around him. And so I like Bill O'Brien. I think he's going to do better for Mac Jones, but realistically, like I'll take the upside there. I'll swing. And if JJ is one of those guys that I think could come back his senior year, so you might be looking at two production years on the campus mm-hmm. side of like there, especially his senior year when the running backs are gone. I'm sure Edwards and Quorum will be gone and you could see maybe an explosion of offensive yards and output there. And they maybe go a little bit more heavy passing. So I think that's the context you kind of need with this one. I ain't thought about the idea of him coming back and shame on me. That's actually a really good point. I think, um, he, yeah, he definitely could. It actually make a lot of sense. Um, considering that he's also a guy that he doesn't seem like, you know, he doesn't seem like a, like a firm necessary, like, like first round pick. Right. Yeah. But if he goes back, brings up his game a little bit, does it for another year, he's kind of established it. You know, I'm Mac Jones on this side. Mm-hmm. And the reason is I believe Mac Jones last year was a little bit of a fluke. I think you're going to see somewhere in the middle, Right. So you get somewhere in the middle, you have a solid QB two, and I don't know what JJ is yet in terms of that. And I yeah. also don't think Kevin, that he's a phenomenal campus player. Right. So to me, it's one of those things where it's like, I'd rather, you know, deal with the devil. I know than the devil that I don't. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's also talk about the fact that JJ explodes. I look like an ass. Right. <laughs> and then Mac falls on his face again. Mac's still probably the starting QB next year for the Patriots just because of the contract, right? Yeah. And I still have a starting quarterback to trade for something else, right? I think there's some security in keeping Mac Jones that if things were to fall apart, I could still get something for him at some place, you know, where with JJ, I'm just not sure on yet. And, Maybe. Or he loses know? the job to Bailey Zappi and then you're screwed. Right. And yeah. True. But you know what the other thing too though is is like I, I just don't know what JJ's at right now when in terms fair. of like for the NFL totally piece. You know what yeah. I mean? Um and I just don't think he's a stud on campus. You know what I mean? Okay. So, you know, and he also plays in the freaking Big Ten, dude. Like I don't mm. I'm not gonna rely on that for him to like dominate per se. But yeah. All right, man. That I expected this to go for forty five minutes, and of course it went for an hour ten because talking with you is always a freaking blast, bro. <laughs> All right. So I, dude, I didn't put your stuff on there, but you have enough followers. It's dude. cool. You're, Don't you're, worry about you're, it. You're it's, on it's there. Cool. <laughs> All right. So follow me at FF underscore Banterman on Twitter. Follow the show at C2C Trade Portal. Uh, Kevin, buddy, it's always good just to banter with you, man. Uh, thanks for just being a friend, dude. You yeah. know, like, like just, just value as a friend more than anything, man. All right. So the next time on the portal, we're going to do another QB pick the only difference is, is that for part two, this time I'm going to do the elite freshman QBs because this is a very special class. Um, and I'll be on with probably a different guest or maybe I drag Kevin on here again. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Happy trading, everybody.